Oh, boy, here we go. It is Tuesday up in here. Tuesday on the Stretch Show. This is what an old-ass man I... This is why I'm retiring. I am so excited about Tuesday because tonight I get to watch two solid hours of old man television that I absolutely love. I will watch... um, Oh, my God. I will watch freaking The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, and then I will watch Beyond Skinwalker Ranch and be effing ecstatic about it. Uh, it's it's bad when you're... The greatest thing that will happen to you today is your old man TV show being on about UFOs so you can sit down and watch it. And that is where my life is. That is why it is time to put a fork in the fat man. He is done, 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 done. I am done. My God. Like, I seriously, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Tuesday. I got to watch my show tonight. Oh, yeah. Hey, get off my lawn, you damn kids. All right, well, besides that, I do know a thing or 12 about Moto. And I will break it down with our good friend Chase Sexton, whom we love on this show. Chase Sexton is the first big-time rider to ever sit down with the 49, and I will never forget it. Two dudes to sit down with this back-to-back right then were uh, Cooper Webb and Chase. And we're like, all right, I like the, these dudes. They just moved up into a – I have a soft spot in my heart for both of those guys. And Chase almost looked dialed in over the weekend at Millville, had a few spills, which has haunted him in the past. And if he gets that dialed in at Washougal, it could be uh, the end of the streak for Jet Lawrence. And we'll see what happens. But love this guy. We're going to talk to him for a while. And he always gives us a lot of time. So we appreciate the hell out of Chase Sexton of the HRC Honda team. Now, besides Moto, what comes next on the stretch show? UFOs, UFOs, UFOs. That's why my old ass is so excited about Skinwalker Ranch coming on today. But besides Skinwalker Ranch, I'm going to break down a little UFO story for you. The latest and greatest in the world of UFO. Basically, what I'm giving you every day is everything I find on Disclosure, everything that the government is doing, everything that is happening slowly but surely, and there is another update, basically. I don't really have a UFO uh, story for you today, but I do have, I'll, I'll call it a Disclosure update, and we will get into that, so fun times. I also have not one, but two solid gold what the Florida's what the Florida been gone for a few days. I was thinking about that the other day. Man, I haven't had a Florida story in a, in a few days. I'm going through withdrawal. I'm going through Florida withdrawal. It's like being on meth and, and they take it away. That's what it's like when you get your Florida story shanked from you. So I'm going to double down, get my Florida fix on, come back with two solid ones for that ass yeah you you can't outdo florida no one can outdo florida i find a lot of stories where i'm like man that's very florida ish i also have a very crazy story that russia's been getting tons of highly extremely sensitive information they believe thanks to a typo they've been exploiting that and dumbasses so a typo and dumbasses will get your military secrets given straight over to our friends at Russia that's that's not good that's not good at all 
All right, I have a story about a priest that's now in jail. He uh, told a visitor to his uh, church, I have a very special gift for you. Two things I know. If a priest or moto man say, I have a very special gift for you, run, run, do the Scooby-Doo. Just take off. Whoa. Yeah, that's what you say. I have a very special gift for you. Whoa. Then you take off running. Word of advice from Stretch right there. Oh, man. All right, coming up, too, I got a girl that got saved by a video game, which is kind of cool. And a whole lot more. The Moto Minutes, the Manertainment, everything you've come to know and love on the Stretch Show. But up next, Chase Sexton, who everybody loves. We'll talk to him right here on a 4-9. Big 49, it is a stretch show. Right now, we are sitting down with Chase Sexton of the HRC Honda team. A second place finish for you today here in Millville, Chase. And you had some moments where it looked like, all right, this is Chase's day. Someone's finally going to stop the streak on young Jet Lawrence. And then uh, you ended up having a wipeout. Walk us through your day. Let us know what you think about your riding today and, and you know, just everything that happened out there. Yeah, I've uh- First, their second one to start was um, about perfect. It was a little bit of yeah. a drag race between Jet and I. Yeah. Uh, got into the lead, and I just, uh, yeah, I got on the gas a little bit too hard. I was into that soft stuff, and I kind of expected to get traction, and I did not get traction coming out. So I slid out, and Jack got around me. And then right. <clears throat> after the finish line, he made a big mistake. I thought he was almost going to crash, and then I ended up crashing two corners later. Um, just being behind him. The roost coming off the tire, I, I was wide open. They could not see anything and just went right over the rut. So okay. um was thankful that I didn't really crash that hard. I just really just slid out. And um, from there, the race was pretty much over. So, yeah. <clears throat> but first moto, I had a really good charge. I ended up, I fell three times a day, which is not uh, not yeah. ideal. But I uh, I fell um, first lap and okay. really put a good charge on it. Got to the back of Jed and we uh, went to battle. So, um, yeah, my riding is getting better. Just... Uh, few mistakes and i think that is just a little bit of um yeah trying to up the pace and uh i'm not going to quit and i'm going to throw everything at it so i'm right. um, looking forward to washugal and the rest of these tracks are kind of my style and looking forward to uh some more battles and what happened in exactly at that time when you crashed uh, right there when when uh, jet had made the big mistake what happened right there i just i just went over the right and i was kind of on the rear fender just trying yeah. to get light a little bit and okay didn't have any weight on the front of the front of the bike and just lost the front so uh yeah living you learn all right and you were talking about eating a roost out there how was the visibility with you know that this track has such a a a different soil all over the place you've got sand you've got dirt you've got softer and harder you got everything out there so how was the visibility when you were you know trying to close in on someone and eating roost yeah i went through a lot of tear offs the first moto uh coming through the pack obviously had to pass a lot of guys and then got yeah. to the back of Jet and it was uh, I ate a lot of dirt so <laughs> it was uh, went through a lot of tear offs today. Uh, I was looking forward and hopefully not to use a lot of tear offs second moto and ended up going right back behind him. So <laughs> yeah, just putting the pieces together is going to be the main thing and uh, like I said, looking forward to these last four races. All right, and then uh, what happened in that first moto chase? Because you went down there, did you just get like uh, hung up in the rut uh, uh, coming down that face, or, or what happened in the first moto when you crashed there? I scrubbed that single and I caught the top of it with my front and I like oh. went the opposite way. Yeah, and there was ruts down there, so I just cross rutted yeah. when I landed. And I, I got up, I'm like, 
not again. Like, I'm, this is going to be a lot of work if I think I'm going to be able to get to the front. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, we we fell a few times today. We got a few dirt samples on the track and every kind of dirt. I was in the dirt and I was in the sand. So, oh, man. Um, yeah, we'll work on that for uh, next weekend. <laughs> for sure. Uh, hey, were you surprised, though, that after that crash, you got right back in it were able to almost run Jet down in that race? Did that surprise you at all? Uh, I mean, I wasn't so much surprised. I just had a – I felt really good, and I felt like I was yeah. being – just more aggressive, and that was really the key for me. I feel like I've been so flat um, the first few races coming back and not a lot of push, so I feel like I was able to push, and I was kind of just mad, honestly. I was just like, yeah. I really don't care what happens. I'm going to the front, so um, <laughs> nice. that was kind of my mindset today. And uh, let's talk about this. Your health, you were down. We know you had the mono issue. You had injury issue, and you're coming back for it. How do you feel your health is now, uh, third race back, uh, you think it's it's like improving every single week more and more and more like where's your head at with your you know with your health and your injury updates yeah definitely I had a, I feel like I had a lot to give that second moto it, it ended yeah. up getting cut short because after I fell I was pretty much in no man's land yeah but uh, I definitely feel a lot better as far as physical condition and my okay. riding I, that was the most aggressive I'd been all year that that first moto and even in the beginning of the second moto so yeah, yeah I think things are trending in the right direction I uh I ran the scoop tire in the second moto in the start. I was like laughing going on the straightaway because it was like midway down. I just went yeah. by like because I think Plessinger was right on the inside of us. And I kind of yeah. we were all kind of even. And then I hit the dirt and I kind of went just rocket it out. So um, but that probably wasn't the greatest when I slid out the and before the sand rollers. So um, <laughs> but yeah, we made a bike change for second moto as well with oh, the shock wow. and yeah. just trying to find some little things. And uh, I think I was better than the first moto. But overall, like I said, my physical is way better and i think yeah. i'm recovering a lot better as I, the season goes on which is uh i think that's a good thing so looking yeah. forward to like i said these last few rounds and just overall getting getting better and better all right now we're heading into washugal even jet said uh, when we talked to him that he feels like washugal is more of a chase track and expects you to do really really well there uh how, how are your personal feelings on washugal because that seems to be the sentiment that this is a track where you're definitely you're going to be the toughest you've been all season uh, at Washougal next weekend. I just think the dirt. I uh, I'm, I feel really comfortable on that kind of soil. That's why okay. I kind of grew up riding on. Um, coming from the Midwest, it just has good. I think. I mean, the traction kind of goes away during the day, but it yeah. starts off super grippy, and it's a really good flow track if you get a good start and are able to get out clean. Yeah. So. That's kind of the plan. You got to get a start there and uh, try and break away and just ride your lines. It's it's, it's going to be a hard track to pass on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's some it's a track I look forward to. It's definitely probably in my top five as far as uh, okay. favorites. Um, honestly, right. the last probably four tracks are some of my favorite ones. So okay. I think uh, yeah, Washougal is a good track. It's it's definitely a lot different. It's good good scenery and it's just a cool venue we go to. All right, let's talk about this. We got two weeks off after we wrap up in Washougal next Saturday. Uh, what's on the docket for you during a nice little break from racing? Yeah, I'll probably play a lot of golf. It's uh, it's hard to really uh, play during the season just because, one, and it's you don't have that much time, and two, it's just really hot in Florida. So um, I've been going to the range, though, at night a lot trying yeah. to get my swing a little bit better it's it's not in the greatest spot right now but uh <laughs> yeah i'm trying to get i'm trying to get into the single digit handicap that's wow. kind of my goal this year and i think yeah. if i can 
start grinding now, by the time we get into the off season, I should be uh, in a good spot to get there. But nice. yeah, I probably play golf. I might go fishing um, offshore with some of my buddies that live on the coast, and I mean, obviously ride and train, but also just be able to do some stuff that you don't get to do um, when you have to race on the weekends. So it's it's gonna be fun. But yeah, we gotta race before that and uh that's what i'm looking forward to all right chase well congratulations on the ride today looking really good look like you're getting stronger and more dialed in every week that you're back from injury and we can't wait to see what happens in washugal next weekend best of luck to you there hopefully we'll talk to you again soon maybe on the top of the box i am stretch this is the big 49 your home of moto rock extreme the man Report. Here's, I guess, good news if you think you got a shot at Sofia Vergara, probably this most smoking hot 50-year-old woman on the planet. She's getting divorced from her husband of seven years, Joe Magnalaliallo, whatever the hell his name is. That guy's out of the picture. She's currently in Italy with a lot of friends celebrating her 51st birthday in a bikini and looking hot as ever. I don't think she'll be single that long. Kind of like it when one of the biggest actors in all of Hollywood steps up to defend all the actors with the studios because this is a guy that makes films that cost hundreds of millions of dollars and they still love the guy yet he's sticking up for all the actors right now i'm talking about of course tom cruise who recently sat down with the hollywood studios and the sag after representatives and they say he got the studios to at least listen to the concerns that the actors have about streaming and i guess it was nice at the time but it didn't get the job done because now they're all out on streaming but shout out to Tom Cruise for trying. WWE legend and Hall of Famer Ric Flair just launched his own energy drink, and it's a pretty cool drink. It's in a pink can. It's got a cartoon drawing of Rick on it, and of course, it's called Woo! Gotta love that. The Man Earth. Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9. It's a stretch show on a Tuesday. Old man TV day. Getting ready to get my UFO shows on tonight. And I got shows that are about UFO. By the way, I was talking to Moto the other day, and he was watching. There's a really good UFO series on National Geographic Channel. If you have National Geographic Channel, check that out. They got a really good UFO one. And then I'm just uh, uh, really into. Remember, I love Oak Island. Because I'm an old man that thinks, man, there's treasure paint on that island. And you shovel and dig it up. Where's my metal detector? Yeah, I'm that guy. But at the same time, those same people do the Skinwalker show. And that's got crazy stuff in the ground I want to go dig up too. I can get my metal detector out. What they need to do is get the metal detectors from Oak Island out there at that ranch in Utah. And dig up that UFO! Hey, I can do that. It's just so... I'm so over! I am so over. Put a fork in me, man. Oh, man. Alright, let's talk about the latest and greatest in the update. I will give this the update on what's going on with the UFO slash UAPs. I still hate that name. And here's what we've got. The House Oversight Committee announced yesterday there will be another hearing on UAPs July 26th. An oversight hearing on UAPs on July 26th. Uh, 
the people in charge will be uh, Congressman uh, Burchett and Luna. They will be the ones to take the lead in the UAP slash UFO investigation. Congress wants to investigate UFOs and this these hearings. You can thank Grush. What Grush told them in his whistleblower statement, the very sensational claims about the government having not one, but a lot of UFOs or UAPs is why what brought this on. And that's a big, big deal. And it's coming here in less than 10 days. So where are we at the 18th today? It's coming on the 26th. It's coming up. Now, no one confirmed any details beyond the date. And they say some House Oversight Committee members are expected to hold a news conference tomorrow to take questions and provide more information about the hearing. Uh, Burchett and Luna have been driving the effort to arrange the hearings on the topic. And this is, it's really good. And this started last month when uh, some other uh, congressmen said, hey, you know what? We're going to get a hearing on this and we're going to get it pushed through in July. And they did. So very, very cool. The uh, details will, I guess we'll get more details on it on Wednesday. So I'll update you guys on either Wednesday or Thursday when, depending on when I get those. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool to see. They say they want to analyze and try to collect and coordinate the ways that these uh, sightings are reported. And they say that they think they didn't take it seriously in the past. And, and now that they're taking it seriously. Some of these phenomenon, they say they know, have already had an impact on the training of our pilots. When they're out trying to do training in the air, they see these things. They're not sure what they are. And they say it can have an impact on their ability to perfect their skills. So they've already had an impact there. And they just want to better understand what's going on out there. Congressman goes on to say, we're not saying that they are what they are or what they are not. That's them washing their hands free of the UFO topic. They're saying, we're saying that there's something our pilots are seeing. We're saying it has an effect on some of our training operations. And so we want to get to the bottom of it so we can better understand it. We will always want to be as transparent with members of Congress and with the American people as we can, considering national security concerns which is the dangler, it's the carrot they dangle every time. And I'm telling you, Grush blew this mofo wide ass open. When his claims came out, they're like, all right, it's time to get to the bottom of this. You got a lot of pissed off congressmen, and now you got a committee, and you're gonna have a presidential appointed committee pretty soon. It's gonna be crazy. Getting to the truth here, the truth embargo could be lifted. Let's see what happens, even though I don't trust the government. I'm Stretch, it's the big four nine. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. As soon as the pro motocross season started this year, and an already injury-depleted 450 class was even more depleted by injuries, it looked like Aaron Plesinger was going to have a shot to the top of the podium, and you're like, all right, where's it coming? And then AP kind of slipped back. He is sitting at third overall in points, but he's one of the only dudes that's been out there this entire time. And now you have to ask yourself, would he even be out there at all if the team hadn't fired Cooper Webb? Remember last year they had Dungy, 
Plessinger and Webb. This year they fired Webb. Dungey retired. And Aaron Plessinger's the only thing they got rolling on the Orange Brigade. And it looks like he got hurt a few weeks ago. Said he had a bad practice crash, landed on his head, and it messed up his back really bad. Now I gotta think, if he wasn't the only guy on the team, he'd probably be sitting it out trying to get better. But he's not. He's out there fighting through the injury, and he's riding as hard as he can. And he's trying to be the AP that we all know and love. But that's not easy when you got a back injury on a big-ass motocross bike. So shout-out to him for being tough and powering through. But I wonder if the team being down to just one rider has anything to do with it. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is Stretch Show on a Tuesday. Oh, boy. I got to get into a story now. It's like a public service announcement. If you're ever at a church, and I don't care where that church is, anywhere in the world, and a priest tells you, I have a very special gift for you. Run, 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 run. If you're ever anywhere near the Big 49 Studios, and Moto Man says, I have a very special gift for you. Run, run, run. This happened in Greece. Was not El Moto. But I'm just saying, word to the wise. Here's what happened. At a Orthodox church in Greece, a Estonian tourist was there with his girlfriend. They were visiting a monastery on the island of Rhodes where in the gift shop, the tourist bought a crucifix at the monastery, but then he left it there. So he went back that night to see if, if like, he could retrieve the crucifix he bought and a priest was there. And a priest said... How would you like to go to a reception, uh, the reception room here at the monastery, and I will give you a special gift? The guy said, okay. So the guy comes into the room, and then the priest says, okay, take off your pants and your underwear. Red flag. Red flag. Special gift? Red flag. Take off your pants and your underwear? Red flag. And the guy's like, well, what are you talking about? And the priest goes, oh, it's no big deal. I need to anoint you with oil on your penis. (laughs) It's not funny. Stop laughing. It's not funny. So the guy said, is this really some kind of ritual I don't know about? And he lets the priest massage anointing oil into his genitalia. The man said he was confused. He didn't know if he was experiencing an actual religious ritual. But after he blew a load on the priest, it doesn't say that. I'm, 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 uh... Assuming here. Says after leaving the room, the man realized, I've been violated. And he called the police. The police came and they arrested the priest for insulting the sexual dignity of a man. Yeah. Trying to explain himself to the police, the priest claimed the man had a rash and he just wanted to use the oil to treat it. He had a rash on his penis. You know why? Because he'd been having all kinds of vacation sex with his girlfriend. He was banging her out. Next thing you know, you got a rash on your junk. And that good-hearted priest, who really should have had no idea you had a rash on your junk, because I'm knowing there's not really a rash on his junk, so he didn't really need to anoint your penis with oil. Yeah. Case has been handed over to island prosecutors. We'll see what happens to the priest. There you go. Plain and simple. I have a very special gift for you. Take off your pants and your underwear. I want to anoint your penis with oil. 
Red flag, red flag, red flag. How many red flags do you need before you run for the hills? I would have run, run, run. All right, here's what I got coming up the rest of the stretch show for the next couple hours, how it's going to work out. I'm going to come back after we rock out a little bit. I'm going to come back, and I am going to drop a what the Florida on that ass. And I said there are two today, and there are. But we're going to have a what the Florida, and then we're going to go for a crazy young Aussie uh, straight out of Florida. His name is Jet Lawrence. We'll talk to him, and then I can bring him back with another what the Florida. Florida is on point. Today, we got three segments in a row involving Florida. And only one of them has a motocross rider in it. A lot of those moto dudes uh, moved to Florida because California sucks balls. California tried to anoint everyone's anus with oil. Actually, they used no oil. They tried to dry F you. So all the moto companies were like, yeah, we're heading to Florida. We'll see you later. And a lot of these moto kids now live in Florida. Can't hold that against them. All right, coming up next, what... The Florida. They're always good. They're all good. Coming up on the Fortnite. Oh, man. Why are we playing Aussie music? I'll tell you why. We're going down under in America. We're going down under to Florida. That's what we're going to do. Time for your what the Florida, your fistful of Florida for the day. Round one. I got a double dose today. Right now, we're going to back it up. We got a 46-year-old lady named Sarah Cochera. Sarah Cochera, that rhymes. Her parents are funny. She's in jail now. What if she got teased for that name, and that's why she's violent? So, Sarah Cochera, she was at a restaurant in Florida, St. Pete's Beach, and she was there with a male. Doesn't say, I'm assuming it's her boyfriend. And they were down at this restaurant in St. Pete's Beach called Rick's Reef. Witnesses say Cochera was in a very loud verbal dispute with the man who has not been identified, but they do say is her boyfriend. And at one point, she had just had an absolute enough, and she grabbed the burrito off of her plate. By the way, I'm not eating a burrito from a place called uh, Rick's Reef. Nope. Nope, nope. I only eat burritos from California, where real Mexican food is. I don't even know if I'm eating a burrito in Mexico, to be honest with you. I eat Mexican food in California. It's the best in the world. So she has her burrito there at Rick's Reef, and it's a big old honking burrito. And she just grabs it up and says, F you, and just rips it at her dude's face. Well, her dude got some reflexes. Because he sees that big old chimichanga coming at his face. And he's like, oh, crap. And he ducks it. Wham. Guess what happened? Dude just sitting there minding his own business, having a little chips and salsa margarita, just trying to unwind at Rick's Reef, just trying to be cool. I have a little tequila sunrise. I'm be good. Bam. He gets busted right in the face with that big old flying burrito. It's like that thing we play, cutting through the air like a giant flying burrito. Imagine that. Imagine getting beamed in the face with a burrito. I know this. The man was not happy. He did maintain. He didn't jump up and whoop ass on the lady or her boyfriend. But he called 911. And he said, hello, police. I have been assaulted with a burrito. I got a crazy bitch throwing burritos. And she busted me in my face. They don't say if there was an injury. 
But the 5-0 came, and they charged uh, Sarah Cochera with disorderly conduct, a misdemeanor. They booked her into county jail. She later posted a $250 bond and was released in the next morning. There you go. Yeah, if you're at a restaurant with a chick and she grabs food and starts throwing it at you, time to break up. If you're in a restaurant with a chick and she starts yelling and making a scene, time to break up. If you're anywhere and a girl starts showing crazy biatch type uh, actions, time to break up. Man, Stretch would be good. Stretch should listen to Stretch. I'd be very happy if I did, but I am not because I don't. I don't listen to the sage advice of the wise old Stretch. It's my problem. All right, coming up next. Let's get down with a young Aussie. His name is Jet Lawrence. He comes from down under. He lives in Florida now. I don't think he throws burritos at people. And I don't think young Jet Lawrence would let a young lady throw a burrito at him. Well, maybe we'll ask him. We'll do that next on the Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. I know I mentioned it a little bit last week, the two-stroke video with Danger Boy Deegan that they had been teasing on social media, and then they dropped it, and I never really got back to it. And let me tell you, you don't want to miss this video. It's a great video with Danger Boy Deegan on a YZ252 smoker, and he's absolutely shredding. And in the video, his dad rolls up in a 1990s YZ250 in a big old neon-colored outfit, and he tries to race the young buck, and he gets smoked because old dudes can't race a 17-year-old at his absolute prime, and that's what Danger Boy is right now. The kid is something else, and he can tear it up on a two-smoker or anything else he gets on, and it's a fun video. Go check it out on YouTube. Just search for Danger Smoke, and you'll get it there. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a stretch show. I feel like it's cheesy 80s day with my music. But now we're gonna go back to Florida. Told you there was a double dose of WTF. Big old what the Florida story today. This one, is it, this one's just odd. So a guy, his name is Michael Brennan. No relation to our friend Sean who lives in Florida. Sean is a wonderful man. He works for the Monster Energy Supercross. He's a friend of the 49. We dig that guy. We dig uh, Feld Entertainment. Nothing but cool. There's some great people. But this guy, his name is Michael Brennan. He's 24 years old. And he decided to go on a big old 17-night vacation. And he booked it on his credit card. And then he went down to enjoy the Indian Rocks beach house that he rented out along the Gulf of Mexico. And they found out, okay, that's a stolen credit card. So the police came in and moved in because at that point you've stolen the use of the home that you're renting. And when the 5-0 rolled in, they found numerous driver's licenses, checks, social security cards, credit cards, debit cards, all in different names. And when they questioned him, Brennan admitted to uh, buying, he says, the identification off the internet and using it to buy the lodging. So they're booking him into jail. They're like, all right, we got all this crap from you. And this is one thing you always say to bad guys. You say, be honest with me now, because it's going to be worse for you if you're not. And he's like, you got it. 
And they're like, do you got anything else? Because now you're going into jail. And if we get in there and we find something else now that you're in jail, drugs or anything else, it's going to be a bigger charge because you're in jail. It's like trying to smuggle contraband into jail. And he's like, no, I do not have it. I do not have anything else. You got everything I had. And this is what's weird. As they're patting him down at the jailhouse, and I don't know how you, how thorough, man, this is a thorough pat. I've never done a thorough pat down like this. I probably, I wouldn't do a thorough pat down like this. I'm, my job never that serious. I'm not a law enforcement officer. I'm a damn security guard. I can only pat you down if I think you have a weapon and I'm arresting you and I need to make sure you don't have a weapon so that you cannot harm me while I'm trying to uh, uh, arrest you or, or at least detain you briefly. That's the only time a security guard can pat you down. If I see you shoplifting, I can't. I can pat down your bag and your like your belongings, but I can't pat down your physical person to get back a stolen steak that you shoved down your pants. True stuff. So they start the thorough pat down of Mr. Brennan. And lo and behold, under his nuts. That's right, I said under his nuts. Under his testicles, according to the actual verbiage of the story. They found a bullet. One bullet. He had a bullet under his testicles. They say the round of ammunition was positioned underneath the suspect's testicles. And now that's a way bigger charge. They brought in another deputy to put on the rubber gloves and remove the bullet from his testicle sack. Had not been fired, it was a live round. And because of that, Mr. Brennan, who is already up on all kinds of fraud charges and identity theft and blah, 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 got an additional felony charge for introducing contraband into a detention facility. And they let him go the next day after he posted $15,000 bond. I wonder if he did it on stolen credit cards. I hope they didn't take a check from him. But yeah, smuggling a bullet under your nuts, like why and how and what for and why was it... Oh, here comes the cops. I better stick that. You're in Florida. Everyone has bullets and guns. So why'd you try to smuggle one under your sack? Or did you just sleep wrong? It was in your bed and it it stuck under your sack because it's sweaty and, and humid in Florida right now. I need to know why this guy tried to smuggle a bullet under his balls into jail. I, we Inquiring minds need to know, and, and especially to up an additional felony charge to your already bad uh, arrest record that you're going to have to go to court on on this. This is California. They'd have dropped all charges against them because they're nice like that in California, New York, and Chicago. In Florida, he might might go see old Sparky in Florida. Yeah. All right. It's a stretch show. Coming up next, I got a crazy one of how the Russians are getting military emails directly from us because of a typo. It's the Big 4-9. Big 49. It is a stretch show here on a Tuesday. Right now, Moscow's calling. Let me tell you a fun little story that is true. And America knows nothing about it, even though they've been repeatedly warned by some Dutch dude. You're like, what? True story. So there is, if you're in the military and you've got an American member of the military... Your email address is not, uh, you know, stretch at 
buttmunch.com. It would be stretch at buttmunch.mil, military. That, that's what we use for U.S. military emails. However, there is a country called Mali, a close ally of Russia. And if you send any email to Mali, you send it .ml. Well, a lot of people get confused .mil with .ml, and they think that they're sending it to the American military email address, and they just fired on off. Well, a guy named Johan Zerbier, a Dutch internet entrepreneur, he's contracted to manage Molly's uh, country domain. And apparently he goes through, and he's, over a decade ago, started noticing a lot of U.S. military email coming in. And he said, so far, none of the ones he's seen uh, have been marked top secret or classified. But he says, these emails that we're just sending to an enemy of our... Russia's friend is our enemy. And they say many of them contain highly sensitive information about American military personnel and installations, including base staff list, medical data, identity documents. He said one email contained a travel itinerary for General James McConville, the chief of staff of the army and his delegation on a trip to Indonesia. They say which included room numbers and details of the collection of his hotel room key. This dude's been raising the alarm yet again because his uh, contract expires and the .ml domain reverts to Mali's government, which is a close ally of Russia. And he says the major employer of the Wagner mercenary group And all these misdirected U.S. military emails that have been coming in for over 10 years now are going to continue to come in, and they're probably going to go right into the hands of our enemies. He's like, hey, I like you guys. I've been trying to keep it from happening. But he's losing his control over the .ml. So now, from here on out, as soon as you type general whatever whatever at .ml, ML, it's going to go to their server as a misfire, but they're going to get it still. And they're going to be like, oh, looky here. This is where the Americans are going to be on this day. This is bad, bad news. And the fact that they haven't addressed it yet is a very big deal. So there you go. Don't send emails to .ml if you're sending something to a U.S. military personnel. Send it to .mil. You're welcome. Stretch saving America. All right, I got to get out of here soon. I got to, what do I got to do? I think I got to go into the final hour of the stretch show, talk to Chase Sexton again, our buddy, and then get up on out of here. Tuesday show is done, like me. It's the Big 49. Big 49 is stretch show. Time to get up out of here for a Tuesday. I thank you for listening to us. Well, I, have a st- I got another story I was supposed to tell you guys I didn't get to. Oh, the kid that got saved by a video game. It was a 14-year-old girl met a 20-something-year-old guy online, started sending nudes back and forth with him, and then he drove 2,000 miles to her house in Virginia, and, well, he kidnapped her, basically, and brought her back to Arizona, where he then having her doing weird sexual things with other people, and they have no idea what happened to this kid. The family was worried sick. They were looking for her. There was... A, you know, FBI was looking for her, and then finally one of her friends one day saw that she was logged on on her uh, <laughs> freaking Nintendo. Her Nintendo fired up, and she was like, oh, man, she's online. 
So as they contacted the FBI, Nintendo cooperated with the FBI. They traced this kid down, and they got her back. And she was being exploited sexually by this a-hole that had gone in and kidnapped her. And just goes to show you, man, keep an eye on your kids. You know what they're doing. The video game saved her life. The Nintendo Switch. As soon as she turned it on and logged in, started watching video games and stuff, they found her. And smart thinking on local law enforcement and shout out to Nintendo for cooperating. Unlike those a-hole sea suckers that freaking meta, they won't ever cooperate. And Apple, there's all those a-holes that are like, yeah, we're not cooperating with the authorities. You can go suck it. Oh, you want that child back? I bet you do. She's safely on an island with our friend Jeffrey Epstein. So, appreciate everyone cooperating in that situation. All right, I'm getting up out of here. It's time to go home. It's time to go home and watch my wonderful television shows and have lunch is what I'm going to do. Tonight's my old man TV night. Awesome. I'll be back tomorrow with our friend Dylan Ferrandez. Until then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America. See you tomorrow.